can't take it anymore, Harry. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pet's heads are falling off! That's kind of fitting, blind man's bluff. Then they gave the bird to a blind man. <laughs> Petey? You sold my dead bird to a blind kid? Harry, I took care of it. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. I love it when he's on the news. We'll be back in a minute with the heartbreaking story of the blind Rhode Island boy who was duped into buying a dead parakeet. I just thought he was real quiet. There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Bovida. This is Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne. And I'm your other host, Nate Beck. And today we are continuing on with our Big Brother, Little Brother series, where we are trying to figure out if in a cigar line, if they have like a bottom end, more economically friendly cigar and a high end, more not economically friendly cigar, but you know, very similar to see if you can kind of bounce between the two, or if you want something a little bit more um, celebratory, you can do that. Or if you really like the celebratory stick, but you can't afford to always smoke that, you can go down to the budget-friendly stick. Yep. So we kind of had to, I don't know, we pushed down the boundaries a little bit this time because we're doing Caldwell, but we're also doing Lost and Found. They're extensions of each other, I would say, but overall, they're definitely not from the same, I guess, company. Right. So They're sort of like adjacent companies, yeah. we're right? We're pushing the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. The, the, the consistency is Robert Caldwell, right? Mm -hmm. um, with Lost and Found, you bring in Tony. Um, Tony Bellato. Bellato, who does a ton of stuff. He has um, a really cool coffee company that we were actually just looking up. Um, Youngstown Coffee Company. Yeah, based out of Youngstown, Ohio. And amazing, like single origin Ethiopian. You can get like a full pound for 20 bucks. That's really a good like, deal. Shout out to uh, Tony. We just got off the phone with him, actually, because we were trying to figure out what the heck is going on with this 22 Minutes to Midnight series. Because the Maduro, which see we, we have see that here. here, is 1138. And then the other one, that's yes. Robert Caldwell's blend, is 2338. And apparently yep. this, this whole series came about because... When they were first starting Lost and Found, Tony was getting some of these cigars from Robert, and Robert was saying, here, smoke these, let me know what you think. Now, these are all cigars that were already pre-rolled, you know, they were just sitting there, and they thought, well, there's not enough for any one major brand to do anything, but these guys thought, hey, maybe we could bring these to the world. Well, Tony ended up smoking, I think he said the pepper cream soda, mm -hmm. and he, you're right. He he texted or called Robert at 22 minutes to midnight saying, we got to do something with this. Yep. It's too good to just like let it go undiscovered or unshared or, or any of that. So that was basically the foundation of what started Lost and Found. Now come full, full circle. Mm, delicious. These two cigars that are 22 minutes to midnight, there's four 
in the entire there's connecticut we got the habano then there's a Criollo, 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 yeah, Criollo, Corojo, Corojo, maybe, Corojo. No, Corojo sounds right. Let's Corojo. Oh, Criollo. Criollo is the twenty-two minutes to noon. Yeah, and then the Maduro. That's what we have. Yep. Sorry, can't keep them all straight. So there's two in each, two in the twenty-two minutes to noon, and two versions in the twenty-two minutes to midnight. Right. But they're all labeled as 22 minutes to midnight. Just the number changes and the pe- person who signed it. Oh, cool. Ant- Anthony Bellato, Tony Bellato signed the 1138 boxes. Those are the blends that he did. Yep. And the 2338s, the Connecticut and Habano are the ones that Robert did. I love Habano. So you were smoking this one, the gold, gold band, 23. 23- 2338 by yep. Robert. It's the Habano. Yep. You said this was really good. I was like, oh, really? It's fantastic. Yeah. I said, we should do a Big Brother, Little Brother series because it's like a $19 stick, roughly, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So then we came up with the Blind Man's Bluff, the Habano, and the Maduro. And in fact, it's working really, really well. All of these are smoking really well together. And I don't think they intentionally did any of that. Yeah. So all. we've got Blind Man's Bluff here. And the 22 minutes to midnight Habano here. You know, there and was no intention, you know, like we're the ones doing this, not them. Like they don't know that. Like, oh yeah, that's a. And, and yeah. And according to Tony, the tobaccos that are in the 22 minutes to midnight cigars are 15 to 18 year old tobaccos. On average. On average. So that's the average. And according to a couple of other sites I was looking at, some of the cigars, the, the age actually can push closer to 25 years. So that's the average age of these tobaccos. And I was asking him, I'm like, you know, oftentimes when a company will tell, you know, 20 year age tobacco, I'm like, yeah, whatever, like how much? Mm -hmm. But what he's saying Mm. is that it's a majority. That's why the average comes down to like 15 years because they're trying to use all the tobacco that's basically been kind of overlooked. Right. I said, well, what's the premise of that? And he's like, well, if you're a bigger cigar company... You're not going to make a box, a band, and a brand mm-hmm. for 20,000 sticks, 5,000 sticks. But these guys will because yes. the whole premise is to just say, mm. hey, this is something that could be done and make a you know, band out of it and release it. So I think one of the cool things about Lost and Found is this opportunity to try some unique stuff, Man. but it's... Also, probably some stuff that you may not ever be able to get again. Yeah. Hence the whole, you know, lost, found, and then they should almost finish it with like, well, gone again. <laughs> like, just gone. That's the next brand. Gone yeah. again. Gone again. Because <laughs> it's it's not coming back. Yeah. I will say, Rob, this is the first time where we've smoked multiple cigars where I really feel like all four of these cigars are forming like a really cool like combination of flavors. Like everything oh God, yeah. really is pairing very, very well. Would you agree? Yeah, and I was hesitant to do all four of these because I wanted to do the Maduros up against each other and the Habanos up against each other. But now I find myself cutting across mm-hmm. like Habanos and Maduros and it's like it's still working really well, which is really surprising to me because even on this... Um, mm. 1138 Maduro. This is a Mexican San Andreas Maduro. Yep. Whereas the Blind Man's Puff, Bluff, Bluff, yep. Bluff 
That is a broadleaf Maduro. Gotcha. Which is a pretty big usually difference. dramatic difference in flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big difference. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're not even like really sticking with the same leaf here. We're just, you know. And Rob, I just noticed on the side of the band here, uh, it's got Don Lee. Hundreds. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yep. So, I think they're all made in, but then they also have some Nicaragua stuff. Sure. But uh, it, it just could be that they're all rolled in, in Honduras. Yeah. All four of these are really good. I agree with you. For sure, these Blind Man's Bluffs, either one of these is box worthy. Totally. Totally box worthy. I've always, I've what are they always going for had, uh, I'll have to look on a different website here real quick. I bet these are what, eight, nine dollars a stick? Somewhere in that wheelhouse? Well, I got an invoice right here. What did I pay for? Damn it. I have to do math. What do we got there? Four? 34 bucks. So 35 bucks. You got... Yeah. Eight bucks, 8.50. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, less than $10 and I... Basically, always... we'll say $9 a stick. I've always had an affinity towards um, the blind man. The, it, I don't think I've had anything in there, although I don't know if I've had a ton of stuff because there is quite a bit, more than I thought. They have a Connecticut. Didn't know that. There's a lot of options. They have a Nicaraguan. Didn't know that. Um, and then the Maduro. So I've only had the Maduro and the Habano. These are really great. I'd be tempted to try the other ones for sure based on my experience. I think we need to get a purchase order together, Rob. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, for science. For science. Yeah, it seems like the right thing to do. And shout out to Zach, who sent us a box of the Maduros. We appreciate you. Thank you very much, buddy. And we got another cigar waiting in the wings that we'll have to do something special with. Yeah, that was a tough one. And it's, should we just, should we name it? We should. No? Yeah? We should. It's the... What is the name of it? Long Live the Queen. Long Live the Queen. It's absolutely spectacular. Unbelievable. Sick. Spectacular. But the wrapper on that is Cameroon, so it's like there's no there's no big brother, little brother. No. And there's nothing in nope. Caldwell's nope. repertoire that's like anything Cameroon. It's just really special. So I was and like, well, what are we going to do with that? I'm a like you are with Habano. I'm a nut for Cameroon rapper, I have found as of late. So we're going to obviously do something with that cigar, but what should we do with it? Go ahead and put some comments in the uh, YouTube or wherever you find this. Um, you can even send us emails at info at uh, What should we do with Long Live the Queen? And if you follow Cameron, us on Instagram, drop us a, yeah. a message on Instagram. You can always direct message us. It's Bovida uh, underscore Rob and Bovida underscore Nate. Let us know what you think. Yeah, give us some ideas. I got an idea, possibly of putting it up against some other Cameroons. I was but just I'm thinking not that. sure if that's going to be like. I'd like to hear what other people are interested mm -hmm. in. Um, is it putting it up against other Cameroons? Is it putting it up against other things in that um, Caldwell line, like Long Live the King? Because he has a bunch there too. It's like, uh huh. And there were so many like small things that he's done with Long Live the King. The King is dead. Um, there were a ton of different things on small batch that I saw. I was like, holy cow, like all of this is just a ton of different blends. In my yeah. opinion, I have no idea where it all starts. And that's where Caldwell gets a little confusing for me. Yep. It's like where, with everything going on, what is it, where is it from, and how do I obtain it? Because I, it's I like hard. it, and it also can be confusing. The There's not a lot of ubiquity 
in their you know different brand lines or their different product lines. But I think it's super cool because it's so creative. But it's, it's hard to classify like families of these cigars because a lot of them seem to be, I don't want to use the term one-off, but they're sort of standalone. That's a great question to everyone out there is like, do you even like cigars that are, let's just say, let's take the lost and found for instance. Mm-hmm. Do you like that or not? I personally like it. I do Because too. I get to try something probably that punches way above mm-hmm. its price point. Mm-hmm. And no one else is going to do anything with that tobacco because it's so limited. Then it negates the fact that I'm like, oh, I really like that. I know. Can I buy a box? Probably not. And you get to the end of a cigar like those Lost and Found Antique Mm -hmm. selections, which you and I were both fortunate enough to smoke through a bunch of those. And you get partway through the cigar and you think, I better like consciously think about enjoying all of this because I'm not getting this again. Yeah. So you want to like you want to make sure you remember what that tasted like. We got that in our um, my cigar pack. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super super nice to try all those cigars. And what Tony said about those cigars is, is the antique line is the year that the cigar was rolled is what was on the band. Yep. So not the age of the cigar necessarily like the tobaccos might be even way older so like some of those had like 2003 yeah like 2012 what? 2014 early 2000s that's a 20 year old stick stick but the tobacco is much older than right that. yeah i don't yeah that's it so there's a give and take there it's like oh really cool opportunity to try something and then it's also like dang it i really like it can i get more no no So that's why I say it has to finish with the gone. Yes. Lost, found, gone. Gone. (laughs) See ya. Not coming back. Goodbye. But it is, when we were just talking to Tony, the Lost and Found series, he he said, was kind of, you know, it's pretty much done. There's not like a ton of tobacco or cigars sitting around anymore. What they're going to do now is roll cigars with aged tobacco that's just sitting around and doesn't have a lot of play in major right. cigar brands and then they're going to make cigars just like these 22 minutes to midnight so this is pretty much the the new launch yeah it's a cool idea to, yeah amazing because they're there i i got to imagine tobacco producers or brokers um you know have lots of tobacco that could make a few thousand boxes right and those are prime territory for smaller producers because they are able to do lots like that and do, you know, a limited run of cigars, which I think is really cool. But uh, a Fuente and a Davidoff, they're not going to do that unless they're just they putting just out a very limited cigar. They yeah. just aren't going to do that. Yeah, they're not going to take can't. a run with that. You and I smoked the $500 Davidoff Oral Blanco. Yep. Extremely unique stick. Yes. You can already tell with, um, not that this is anywhere close to that, but you can start to tell refinement out of... Uh, tobacco aged tobacco and i can tell right here like between the blind man's bluff and Mm. these there's a different set of refinement yes so i am able to taste a difference in quality what i like about this one though in particular is the quality and refinement is much more muted like you can really jump between them and not be like, whoa, you know, like... Absolutely. When we did the video of like, can you taste quality in a cigar? Yes. That Alfonso like hung out on its own on a 
island. I was like, these Way cigars can't even touch it. Yes. Which I think is unique here where I'm, that Blind Man's Puff is approaching this, mm -hmm. hands down, very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've noticed in these four cigars, of the four, the Blind Man's Bluff Maduro, really the only difference I'm getting between the other three is it's got just a little more kind of pepperiness, sharpness on the retrohale. Uh, and then this would be next, and then these two are just really soft and creamy on the retrohale. Like there's yes. just none of that pepperiness, none of that burn. Just really beautiful cigars. But all four of these have this like underlying creaminess that just all plays well together. It'd be like having four different versions of, I don't know, like a, you know, a latte or coffee. You know, maybe right. maybe these are just coffee with more or less cream. You know, one might be a little stronger coffee, one might be a little bit more mellow. And these are like a beautiful, I don't know, cappuccino or latte that's going to have that just really soft creaminess that everything just blends together you're talking about the 22 minutes the 22 midnight? minutes of midnight yeah yeah, yeah tony that. made a great point in talking about age age doesn't always mean better yeah because in a lot of things that people consume with significant age on them cigars wine specifically spirits there is a point at which at a certain age the flavors start to drop off and you get more muted kind of, uh, he used a great description, like musty smell of a basement right. kind of, you know, earthy, minerally chalky fl uh, flavors that are just kind of muted. And, but if you get it at the age where everything has really come together, then it's spectacular. Yeah. That blind man's bluff Maduro is sharp on the retro. It's so hard to not say blind man's puff. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm struggling really hard over here. Blind man's bluff. 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 The BMB. And it, it must be because of the blind man's puff website. Yes, of course. Of so. course. The now we're smoking four cigars. It's hard to keep them all lit and straight in my head. Mm-hmm. Just went from the Habano blind man to the 22 minutes to midnight habano mm -hmm. oh that's good it's funny how they don't compete with each other no which we've experienced before where it's like okay one is more harsh more astringent maybe these are like an all nice round <clears throat> flavor yeah i think of the two blind man's bluffs i always gravitate towards the habano but i think it's nostalgic for me the maduro or the Habano is the nostalgic. Habano. Yeah. It's like one of the first cigars I picked up, and I was like, oh, my God, this is really good. I remember the first time I had a Caldwell cigar was from James down in Bern. Sure. Yeah, he was the one that introduced me to Caldwell cigars. This would have been, boy, probably close to 10 years ago now. Do you remember which one you smoked? Blind Man's Bluff was the first one. Which, which one? Uh, boy, that I don't remember. I do know I also had the Eastern Standard, mm -hmm. which I just smoked one of those yesterday. Another great cigar. The Eastern Standard was like, I'll often say if a cigar is like perfumey, I'll say it tastes like a good cologne or a good fragrance. And that Eastern Standard has a lot of that. 
you know, because fragrances will have woody notes, they'll have earthy notes, they'll mm-hmm. have vegetal notes. You know, they kind of get all these different layers. The 22 Minutes to Midnight uh, Habano, that one is very creamy. Mm-hmm. They don't even disclose Mm-mm. any of the No, I had to go out to a couple of retailers to see what their flavor descriptions were. Yeah? And both of these were, like, a couple that I read, this was like dark chocolate, cream, coffee. This one's like cream, nougat, even marshmallow. The Habano. The Habano, yeah. The Maduro's more chocolatey. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. They're both really good, though. And especially because this... Especially because this is San Andreas. I often think San Andreas has a lot of chocolatey notes to it. For whatever reason, I peg San Andreas with being more strength. And I don't know why that is. It's funny because I, I would say I don't get strength from San Andreas, but I do, I do say that about Broadleaf, which is the Blind Man's Bluff Maduro, correct? Sure, yeah. I generally think if it's Broadleaf, it's going to have a little more punch, a little more of that... Uh, Dark coffee, dark chocolate, you know, more robust, mm-hmm. you know, dare I say smoky flavors. I definitely was getting... Tastes like tobacco, Rob. Yeah. I was definitely <laughs> getting a smoky, almost like fire cured out of the Maduro. You don't say. Wow. Did you say fire cured? Kind of like a... And I think that sometimes about Broadleaf. Yeah. Because it's... Uh-huh. Pennsylvania. Yep. Almost sometimes back. that like Latakia mm-hmm. pipe tobacco kind of notes. Right. Which is a, if you've never smelled Latakia, it's a, it's an immediately recognizable scent amongst tobaccos. I, I particularly really, really like it. Um, it's why I like Lafroig. certain people that like smoke that on its own and I would Oh, be, I, I've met a couple. When I worked at the smoke shop, I was like, you just want Latakia? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to mix that with anything? He's like, yeah, no, just Latakia. And then he would pack his... You feel like they all have to say it that way. Yeah, I just really want that again. Yeah, I just want... Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Stop questioning me, you young, stupid kid. What the heck is wrong with you, man? And then... Go. He would pack his bowl and light it up, and I'm like, okay. Alrighty, <laughs> then. You feel like they'll look at you and say, Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. Holy cow. The whole... <laughs> you can just Little smell. Napoleon Dynamite, and he dumps the whole tray of food over for the... <laughs> Was Tina a llama, if I remember right? <laughs> Tina, eat. Eat the food. Eat the food! Speaking of broadleaf, it's so interesting to me that both of those plants are grown predominantly in the Connecticut River Valley. And one is super light and delicate and thin, and the other is like a chunky bush and super robust and like thick, yeah. strong leaves. Yeah. Broadleaf leaves? Mm-hmm. So, I'm totally enjoying all of these. 100%. I absolutely agree. It's really All four hard, fantastic. Really hard for me to say, like, mm. you know, I don't know. Sometimes I try to pick like a winner, like one that I gravitate towards, but I really can't. Honestly, of the big brother, little brothers we've done so far, I would say these four cigars are ones that I would absolutely choose either op- any of these options, right? Any time of day, right? And I'd be very happy. So if you want a brand. And a sort of big brother, little brother, if we can make it that, where you're really getting bang for buck on the little brother, this would be one of them. Huge. Huge. 
huge bang for buck. Now I need to go try the other ones in the blind man's bluff mm -hmm. category because I've clearly been sleeping on those mm -hmm. way too long. Let's get on the horn and uh, order some boxes. Yeah. Yes, please. And again, the Lost and Found series is a total blast. Um, I'm looking at their. We're going to call here. our finance department today and go, um, don't yeah. throw up if you see the uh, credit card bill for today. Yeah, they got the instant classic, the pepper cream mm -hmm. soda, and just the tip. I have, I've had just the tip. Fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes of fame. I am a child and I don't care. What is this? But I have not thing? had the pepper. Excuse me, I've not had the pepper cream soda. Oh, I, that's the new nightstand. Have you I, ever had those? No. I've had previous versions of the nightstand, but I've not had this one. <clears throat> so interesting. I'm assuming now they're just basically recreating the pepper cream soda and all these, like the instant classic, all the good ones, which was funny. Like you had said, Tony talked about smoking some cigars that were, you know, lost. They found them and then they said, no go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like... Too far gone. Too far gone. Which yep. I, I totally understand, but I wonder if, you know, we think of it as a bell curve, but I wonder if it's more of like a wave. Would Maybe. it come back? Would it come back and be better? I suppose it's possible. I have no idea. But my guess would be no, but I suppose it's possible. He did say, though, like, you know, that funky basement, stale... My kind of grassy grandma's basement. Yeah, grandma's basement. That's what I'm. I'm remembering that. It's really one. hard to get away from that. And as I soon have as a, that creeps in. Absolutely, and I have such strong memories of that, like idea of grandma's basement, because I grew up with a very large extended family that all lived in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, and in the you know 60s, 70s, 80s, they all had small homes, but fairly good-sized families. So when we'd all get together for a big Christmas party, we'd have down. sometimes, I don't know, close to 100 people in a tiny house, and all of us kids would end up in the basement because one of the great aunts always had like one of those stationary bikes. And I remember distinctly one had the stationary bike that the pedals would keep turning once you got it going. Yeah. So you'd put all your weight on one pedal and just bounce yes. up and down like a Stand crazy, yes, like a crazy idiot. Grandma's basement is a very distinct memory for me. See, and then see if you can get two people on each pedal going up and down. And those memories, yeah, by. and those memories for me are great because I think nowadays we think we have to have these huge houses in order to like host a lot of people. You absolutely do not. In fact, the best parties that you ever go to are in the tiniest places because right. everyone always ends up in the kitchen, wherever right. the food is. Yeah. Nobody ends up in the great room. No. And nobody cares about the finished basement because it's cold and empty. And unless the whole party's there and there's like a lot of entertainment, you'd rather be where all the people are. And so those tiny little houses are really nice, like warming memories for me. Yeah. Because that was the idea of home. And all of them were unfinished basements, for sure. And they all had those like woven braided rugs that were like eponymous in Midwestern Scandinavian homes that got passed down to the kids. Yeah, they're, it's just great memories, you know, in tiny little couches. In fact, my grandma used to always call one of her couches the Davenport. I have no idea where that term came from, but it wasn't a couch or a sofa, the Davenport. 
Where the heck did that name come from? I don't know, but it's definitely. Do you want to sit in the Davenport? No, it's couch is not very comfortable. Did you have a grandmother that put plastic on the couch at all? Thank God, no. I did. I had neighbors that had that. I did. I had a grandma that put plastic on the couch. Boy, that thing looked good for a long time. Sure it did. And the plastic was gnarly. Like I had a neighbor that had plastic on the furniture, and they were smokers, cigarette oh. smokers, and it was orange. Oh, oh, so gross. Height of summer, and you're just glued to that freaking couch. You're like, ugh. You know what? To be honest, though, I just don't see the point. What's the point of putting the plastic on there? You, you got to look at that every day. It looks ugly. It's like houses that have a formal dining room. Yeah. What a useless thing to have in a house. Right. Like, oh, we have this one room that nobody can go in because you have all the fine china and all the fancy stuff. And you maybe have dinner there, what, Christmas and Easter? Maybe. And Thanksgiving. Nobody wants to touch it. Like, don't you dare lean back in a chair. Right. Ugh. No, thank So you. dumb. What? As they say, to each their own. Right. Yeah, whatever. I would rather have a nice, small, comfortable home and be able to spend money on cigars like this mm-hmm. than to have all my money tied up in a bunch of stuff. That's just me. Yeah, and you're... So it, what was funny, too, is when we were talking to Tony, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a cigar hoarder. And I was like, oh, you are talking to the hoarder killer over here. This guy. Nate. He will smoke them if you got them. Let me loose guy. on your collection, and yeah. I will make a significant dent. Which I don't know if Tony was offering that up. You know, if there's anything you really like, I probably have it. Well, all right, you want it smoked? Send it our way. Let's text him. Let's text him now. <laughs> oh, by the way, we want some originals of the pepper cream soda. And the da, 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 Are you da, bored da. with your stuff, Tony? Yeah. We, I can help. The cool thing about that is I'm sure what he gets a kick out of is sharing it with people who enjoy it. You know, if there's somebody who's like, oh, I really liked this and I can't find it anymore. And then he's the guy that can be like, yeah, I got that. Yep. I think that's why there's herfidors and re- or, uh, muchadors and regular humidors. Like, mm-hmm. I always have a muchador. Mm-hmm. But I then... I have know, one here at the office. Yeah, I peg people for yep. that, right? You know, yep. like, they're not when I come, super into cigars. Yeah, when I come back from the cigar shows, there are always cigars that I enjoy, but I'm probably not going to smoke nearly as often. Put some of those in the muchador. Take some home, smoke them every now and then just to, you know, make sure I try lots of different cigars. But then you have stuff that isn't going to break the bank and stuff that other people are going to really love and be able to try and you put it in that humidor. That's my favorite is when somebody is a cigar smoker and then I pull something out and they're like, whoa. And then both Rob and I have a drawer here at work where we put the nice stuff. Yes. And every once in a while we break those out if we really want to wow people and then it's there for our enjoyment what are you getting there nate nothing or yeah just for yourself it's like dude mm-hmm. long week mm-hmm. bust out the good humor mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah what's nate smoking on tuesday mm-hmm. something good something good it's been a good one been a long week on tuesday <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh man so let us know what you think we should be doing with the the long live the queen and if you've tried any of these cigars leave a comment which one you like below and as always protect your humidors with boba cheers and have a great weekend have a great weekend folks